There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Today marks the 30th anniversary of Sammy Kershaw's country music hit, She Don't Know She's Beautiful. I spoke to Kershaw in 2015 when he performed at the Great Frederick Fair in Frederick, Maryland. Hi, I'm WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley, and I'm here with Sammy Kershaw, country star. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Where are, you, where are you joining us from? Well, I just flew into uh, Lafayette, Louisiana last night. Uh, it's where my house is at. And uh, from Nashville, um, I was supposed to be in uh, Salt Lake City this weekend, but um, I, I got sick um, last Thursday night and wasn't able to make that show. But uh, got into the doctor's office right quick and got a couple of shots. And, man, I'm, I'm feeling 100%. <laughs> man, you're doing okay though, right? You're doing all right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine now, man. I just had a bad uh, sinus infection, I guess, and uh, or I'm fine now. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. Awesome. Well, Mr. Kershaw will be coming to the the Great Frederick Fair with Joe Diffie and Aaron Tippin as part of the Roots and Boots tour. Um, how's it been touring with these guys? I mean, that's got to be a nice little trio there to 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 tour the country. With. Oh, it's a blast, man. I tell you, you know. Uh, about four years ago, I, you know, we some of us guys in the '90s went through a rough time there for a while, where we didn't have very many shows anymore. You know, mm. um, the music changing at radio and all that stuff, and and uh, we went through some uh, some lean times. And um, I was just trying to think of some ways that uh, that uh, to kind of get us more shows, you mm-hmm. know, and besides our band shows. And one morning I woke up and I'm thinking about it, and I said, well, what, what if I, I just find a couple of other guys who had a bunch of hit, big hit records in the 90s, and we'll go out and do a little acoustic tour uh, in the fall and, and winter when things are really bad and down. And, um, of course, I thought of Joe and Aaron and uh, and called those guys, and they were all for it. And, and man, I'll tell you, it's turned into a really, really big deal, and uh, we get a lot of people that come to the show, thousands of people, and uh, the interesting thing about it was people told me in Nashville, some of the business folks in the in the, in the, in the record business, you know, uh, said, man, there's no way that'll ever work. You know, three guys <laughs> sitting on stools, um, unplugged, uh, and holding, you know, five, six, seven thousand, ten thousand people for ninety minutes. I said, you hide and watch. Right. <laughs> and what they, what they don't, what they were not understanding, and they were business people, you know, the music yeah. business people. Uh, they run the business, but they didn't understand what they wasn't filtering in was that, you know, myself and Aaron and Joe, we've had about a hundred hit records. Oh, people love your stuff. 
So we're able to go out and sit on those stools, and Aaron sings one, and I sing one, and Joe sings one, and then Aaron, and me, and Joe, and that goes on for two hours, two and a half sometimes, and that's what they didn't, uh, they they wasn't filtering in. We just bust them in the mouth with a song, and as soon as Aaron's finished, I'll bust them in the mouth with a song, and then Joe does, and it just go, keeps going. Uh, you know, we we get to do the 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 top six or seven songs each one of us had, uh, you know, of our hundred hits. So, man, it works good, and the people love it. We get to tell stories behind the songs, and uh, we get to tell a few jokes. And I'm telling you, people will not, they will not be disappointed. You said, you know, you, you each bust them in the mouth, quote, with about six or so of each of your hits. Do you find people in the audience are saying, oh, wow, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Like, they're, are they almost surprised that they remember so No, many? no. I think what it is is they have forgotten mm-hmm. how many. I don't think they're surprised. I just think. Right. But the the thing about it is, the whole audience is singing every word to every one of our songs. They know them by heart. They know the songs. They just um, they don't they don't hear them on radio much anymore. You know, we don't get played much on radio uh, anymore, and that and that's okay. I, I understand that things change, and and uh, you know, I, I always say you can't knock success. <laughs> and those boys and girls that are that are on radio now. They're having a lot of success with what they're doing, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's not for me, you know. I'm a country singer, and I'm gonna die a country singer. So exactly, you know. There you go. Now, do you remember? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned that there was, you know, you guys had a a, a, a lot. There's a bunch of you guys that had a ton of hits in the '90s, and then you said that you you said it went through a little bit of a rough patch until, and you know, and now now you've kind of brought it back, but. Um, why? Why do you think? Do you think? Do you think country music just changed? Did it go more towards sort of a country rock sound, like a Florida Georgia yeah. Line type sound, or why do you? Why, why well, do you think it, changed? Well, it's not. It's not even rock. I don't even call it rock, mm-hmm. uh, because you know I love Southern rock. You know Leonard Skinner, Doobie yeah. Brothers, Allman Brothers, Allman Brothers, like yeah, that. yeah. And that stuff that, that they're doing today is, you know, I hear some people calling it Southern rock. Man, it's. Nowhere near southern rock, and some people are calling it country, and it's nowhere near country. <laughs> it's neither one of those. I, I, you know, and I'm not being ugly, man. I, you know, yeah. uh, I'm just saying that it's a new form. <laughs> it's 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 a totally different type of music. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's not country, and it's not southern rock. Uh, people who love country music and know country music. And people who know Southern rock music, they know good and well that that's not what this new stuff is. And um, and that's why I think we're starting to see, um, you know, us guys from the from the late 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're starting to get a lot more work. Right. Because, uh, you know, um, we listen, man. Here's the thing. I believe that what record labels do, it's all in the presentation, you know, anyway. Sure. Well, you know, today, in today's country music, um, you know, you'll hear uh, platinum recording artists, such and such, you know. Right. But what they're not telling people is, is that they sold a million singles. You know, one million singles. Right. But in the 90s, 
when they called, when they talked about platinum artists, we were selling one million albums. Right, right. Which that's eleven million singles. Right, exactly. not one million singles. So I think it's a bit of a, uh, uh, almost false advertisement, if you if you ask me. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, we were selling albums, man. We wasn't selling just singles, and. Uh, you know, but of course, the internet's kind of changed that a whole lot, and uh, where people can download just one song off of an album instead of the whole song. Right. Um, I can remember in the '90s, you know, we had music where it got the people uh, out of their chair at home and and got them into Walmart or wherever <laughs> uh, to buy that album, that CD. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and and there's not much of that going on anymore today. I. I don't know. There's not very many. There's probably a handful of artists now that that sell an actual uh, CD. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, Didn't you open, when early in your career, did you open for like Merle Haggard, George Jones, some of those really throwback? Oh, yeah, guys? man. I, yeah, I started, uh, I started playing in... Honky tonks and nightclubs and barrooms and beer joints. When I was twelve years old down here in Southwest Louisiana, you know. Yeah. So I'm one of the lucky guys in country music because by the time I was fourteen, um, I got to play music with people like George Jones and Merle Haggard and Conway and Loretta and Tammy Wynette and Ray Price, Man. all the greats of country music, you know, and and became friends with a lot of those folks, especially Jones, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, George and I were friends for forty three years, and. Uh, uh, you know, just uh, I love George, and and uh, I miss him every day. Still, you know, it's hard to believe that it's been a well over two years that he's gone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I, I I'm a, I'm one of the lucky ones in country music. So that's that's where your your real love for the you know the old the old way of country, sort of the the country roots. I'm sure that's where a lot of that comes from, and how you try to shape your sound. Do you think uh, playing with them early in your career that kind of helped shape your sound? Oh well, certainly it did. Um, you know, but being you know, I got to tell you, in Southwest Louisiana, well, in Louisiana in general, <laughs> but mainly down in in Southwest Louisiana, we have a whole lot of good, uh, uh, great country music here. We have southern southern uh southern fried rock and roll here mm-hmm. we have a lot of blues we have jazz we have cajun music zotico music mm-hmm. zotic cajun music we have another type of music called swamp pop we have all <laughs> kinds of stuff right here in this little area of louisiana called acadiana mm-hmm. and um uh just kind of kind of put all those those uh uh types of music together and i think that's kind of where the the soulful country stuff of of mine comes from absolutely 
Um, you said that, that there was a time back in the 90s, and a lot of this is really technology, like you said, because the internet makes it a- able for people to just go a single at a time as opposed to, to an album. But, yeah. but your albums had, like you said earlier, um, your albums had a ton of hit songs on them, too. I mean, it was, I mean, I feel like even if, if, let's say, those came out today, I feel like people would be downloading some of your singles now. I mean, I think you, you, had, you had quite a run, and, and it's nice to see that you're still going. Well, you know, I still record. Yeah, I still put out new albums. I put a new album out in June. It's called "I Won't Back Down," and uh, I have a new single out right now called "Grilling and Chilling." Nice. We're fixing to shoot a, vi- a video for it. And um, like I said, you know, a lot of radio won't play uh, us guys anymore. Um, but but you have to stay relevant in the business. Yeah. And that's why I continue to record. Mm-hmm. I have new stuff. I put new stuff out every year. And, but a lot of people don't know that because we don't get played. But that's okay. Right. Um, tomorrow morning, you know, radio all across the country may wake up and say, hey, you know what, we're going to start playing country music today. Right. <laughs> well, you know what, I'm ready. I got a lot of new music just sitting there ready to go, man. You you pick which one you like the best and play the hell out of it. <laughs> well, I just, it, it, it's awesome because I, I, and I love that you're touring with Aaron and, uh, and Joe Diffie. I mean, uh, wasn't. I'm pretty sure didn't didn't one of the new guys. I think it was Jason Aldean did a whole sort of had a song tributing Joe Diffie. So I think there is a there's an appetite I think for for those those classic tunes. Um, People miss country music, man. I'm telling you, and they're really and and the longer it goes, the the more they miss it. And then when that starts happening, then the people kind of start. Uh, Saying, you know what, I, we're just not going to listen to this crap anymore, and then they then then they start losing listeners. See, and uh, it always comes back to the roots of country music, man. I, I I've been in it for forty five, going on forty six years soon. Uh, I've been doing this, and and I've seen country music cycle a few times, but I can tell you this: it had it it always cycles back to the roots of country music sooner or later. Roots and boots, baby. Um, before we go, do you mind um, going through some of the, the songs? Maybe I can throw some of them out in rapid fire and you can tell me what, what you remember about when, when you guys wrote and recorded those songs? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. When you really burst on Cadillac style, take, take me back through, you remember uh, when that first took fire? Yeah, I hated the, I hated the song the first time <laughs> I heard it. You know, that, uh, that was on my first album. Yeah. Um, I had been wanting a uh record deal for for years you know i tried for 21 years so i tell people i'm a 21 year overnight success <laughs> but i was here in lafayette when uh and my producer was in nashville so i was waiting to record the first album so this was back when we still used cassette tapes right. the internet wasn't uh as big as it is now and uh they would mail songs to me <laughs> in the mail here to to, to louisiana here yeah. And uh, I remember the very first song that my producer sent to me from Nashville. I saw the postman put the cassette tape box in the mailbox, man. I, I, I was outside <laughs> and I was excited. Went in the house. I put it in, got halfway through and I shut it off. Man, I hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> and I, I, I called him up. I said, you can't send me songs like this. It's just not me. He said, look, he said, when you come to Nashville to record the first album, We'll go ahead and cut it if it works good. If it don't work, we'll just move on to the next song. I said, you got a deal. <laughs> and then, of course, I went to Nashville, and we cut it, and we were listening back in the control room, and I said, yeah, man, 
that is me. And of course, <laughs> that's the song. That's the song that started my whole career off in '91. Isn't that funny? You know, see, you never really know sometimes. No. Um, and then I know your next album, Haunted Heart, really. That's when you, I think, you just really skyrocketed. Um, I mean, in, if in my opinion, I mean, she don't know she's beautiful. Is I mean, you could say that might be the career one, right? I mean, that's one. You, st- I still hear that cycle on the radio every now and then on the weekends yeah. and stuff. Um, well, you know, uh, ever since I put that out, I guess that was '93, maybe. Yep. Um, uh, she don't know she's beautiful. Every year since '93. It has been in the top 100 songs played year after year wow. uh, since 93. So that's a long time. I wish I'd have wrote it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, but that, I mean, there, there's the, that's very telling stat right there. I mean, that, that means it's still getting played as, as sort of a gold standard of country. Does that, does that uh, exactly? Does do, do you, does that blow your mind? That I mean, I mean, you, you grew up with you know guys like George Jones. He stopped loving her today, and you know, and you know, you mentioned Merle Haggard. You know, Okie from Muskogee gets circulated in there every now and then. But what's it like to have a song like that where where you know you're part of that pantheon of of country history? Man, it's awesome because you know, and it still tells you, you know, with a song like that, you know, you'll always be relevant. Mm-hmm. That song will always be played at country radio at some time, mm-hmm. um, even after you're gone. Those are the kind of songs that, that, that keep you around for years, even after you're dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and there's, yeah, I'm just lucky, man. God was good to me. He gave me quite a few songs like that. And, uh, you know, queen of my double wide trailer and, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, Cadillac style. And, uh, she don't know she's beautiful. Even third rate romance. I man. love third rate I mean, romance. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I was lucky, man. That that's going to keep me around for a long time. I can work till the day I die. Yeah, and we appreciate that your your next stop is here in Frederick because uh, I'm telling you, if you'll know the words to all the songs, even if you don't think you will, I guarantee you will with these three yeah. gentlemen. It's going to be great. Um, hey, thanks so much for taking the taking the time. Um, is there uh, is there anything else you want to say about the the show on Thursday? No, man, just uh, be prepared to have a good time and and because uh, we're going to have fun on stage. If, uh, if the folks don't have any fun, it'll be their own fault. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.